Welcome to the Lower Room Discourse, where we talk about the Bible in fun and interesting ways. Hello, and welcome back to the Lower Room Discourse. This is uh, a sophisticated podcast, and in, in light of such sophistication, <laughs> I've got two very suave sophisticates mm. here next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. Caleb and Tad, who are mm-hmming as mm. I say this. I'm not exactly sure why. Suave. <laughs> and then I've got Daniel, the ever-suave Daniel, producing, always in the background, ready to comment on the stupid things that we say. Our topic for this episode, which is our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, and I, I've always in my life, like Thanksgiving was never r- really a favorite holiday for me. Um, what I, the only thing I really liked about it was I could try to zone out from all the family kind of stuff going on, on around and just watch some football. And I like that part. And I will never forget. There was one particular Thanksgiving, and this is not an exaggeration. I promise. Um, one particular Thanksgiving where, uh, the, the pies were served, I had probably three or four slices. Whole pies. Uh, <laughs> slices. Three or four pies. But, but this is where I'm going with this. Uh, then I, that was at the meal. Then I came back and had two more after dinner. Then I came back and had one more right before bedtime. Then the next day, of course, you do the leftovers. This is at my mm. grandparents' house. And I had some after breakfast. Then I had some more after lunch. We were leaving after that. Wait, and, did no one eat pie? Like, well, how, they, there I, was a lot of pie. Like, but, but like so many pies. Too many for the well, amount yeah, way of too people many. And I there. knew that going in. And my grandmother used to make homemade whipped cream, mm. oh, which is good. not, you just can't no, compare whatever's in the can to what they make. Put that in your coffee, it changes your so morning. So I, I actually, yes. <laughs> but who has the time to make homemade whipped cream now? <laughs> well, that's why you make it the night before. <laughs> so I, I, I tallied it up and I ate in a, you know, what that, like basically like a, like a 40 hour period, I ate the equivalent of like 1.75 pies in addition to Thanksgiving meal and leftover Thanksgiving meal. There's eight slices in a pie. So what's 0.75? I ate one full one and three quarters quarters of the next one. So whatever the math is on that. Yeah, I did it. So yeah, you you can do the math there. That's 12 slices. Um, and I don't regret it at all. I would do it again today. Um, that number seems low for me, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Do tell Ted. (laughs) I eat a lot at Thanksgiving. It is one of of my favorite holidays. I love pie. You know what I love at Thanksgiving? (laughs) I love pie. Is canned cranberry sauce, dude? I'm in. I'm in on that. I, I don't. Love the I don't want sauce. real I want the stuff. I want the only the can, and I want to kind of get it on it's, a little bit of everything. I want in the stuffing. Can I, can I, I run a question by y'all? I love that stuff. This is a legitimate question. So you, the three of us, are all of a particular As opposed generation. To a legitimate question, <laughs> exactly. Well, no, it will seem like I'm being silly, but I'm really not. You, the three of us are in a of the millennial generation, so we're all in that same generation technically. My my question is: Will millennials? Will we kill Thanksgiving, the meal itself, mm. as it has been known? Here's why I ask that. I don't, like, there's not a day in my life where I go, you know what I would like today? Some, kind of some dried turkey. And then maybe some, like, heavy stuffing, dressing, dipped in gravy. And then some canned cranberries with some kind of a extra side like everything you're saying you don't desire that you know what i want what i would love for thanksgiving to be nacho bar tacos tonight let's have something else that i like every other day of the year besides food that i don't actually really eat any other time of the year that's why it's the holiday food but you you never are you saying you crave the food no, days no, no, besides I don't, Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't necessarily crave the food. That's my point I, exactly. I, I crave the experience. You and I have had lunch. You and I, I have want, had lunch over the last 15 years. D- 
numerous times. But that's because you can't and you're frequently. Not, no frequently. one's making that food yeah, outside there are, of the holiday. There are places that we could even go that would get close to it. And when I say, hey, where do you want to go? What are you feeling today? And you and I, Caleb, have had lunch. Neither time have any of us said, that's you know a what lunch I want? meal. What? I no. would really love a heavy dressing. No, it's a holiday. That was shoved inside of a bird, go put into golly. the oven for four hours. And then dipped in dressing. Go to Neil's Diner or Spring yeah. Street Cafe in That's, Springdale. But guess what? I never hear anybody asking that. I'll like never request for that. No, I, I like because meals. you don't say, "Hey, can I have some heavy uh, gravies shoved inside a bird?" You say, "Can I have some turkey and mashed potatoes?" That's yeah. that's why you here's, haven't heard here's people why say I'm that. optimistic. Heavy <laughs> gravy. I would love to I'm order that next time I go to a restaurant. Your question is illegitimate. Uh, it is, and it's an illegitimate question. But I have hope for our generation because if if. if like if we've seen anything over the last couple of years is millennials are sappy for nostalgia and give it five, 10 years. And we'll be, we'll all be in our late forties and we'll be the ones begging our kids to care about still making the Turkey and the stuffing yeah, yeah, and doing yeah. all of the old stuff. Thanksgiving is not on a downward trend no, because it, millennials trendy. have friendsgiving. They have yes, family anything, Thanksgiving. The you have work Thanksgiving, but, but the food is always amazing. Varied. On and, those and, things. And you might no, throw, you might throw a taco bar out there for a year but the following year, you're going back okay. to the tradition. There's the deal. That's that's the, the crack in the door. That's all I wanted right there. You just open the door just a little bit, and that tells me we're on our way. still going to bring you, the stuff Guess what? You, Are you going to go buy the giant turkey and then worry about here, cooking it? No, but have you ever had fried turkey? But I know fried turkey. Turkey. The biggest but, problem but is turkey. my family you has never about risk versus so reward in yeah. frying your turkey. Yeah, we've, you might lose never your house, fried but it. the flavor's unbelievable. We've never fried Nothing it, and that's smoked. my greatest problem. We've always we've always done the baked, dried-out turkey. Man. No, it smoke. will change your smoke. life. We could do a lot with the Thanksgiving meal. And in honor of Thanksgiving, when you look through all of the Bible, the ultimate five-course meal, what would that be? Now, th maybe this shows the lack of sophistication of this group. But uh, before we were recording this, we were all saying, so what, what are the five courses of a meal? And we were throwing out different words. And so then I just Googled it. And here's yeah. the five courses. We weren't exactly right. Uh, so that just tells you the kind of places I'm that I'm writing we this down very so regularly. Okay. <laughs> the first course is hors d'oeuvre. Which mm, none of us said that. divorce. And it does look weird on the on the page there. So uh, hors d'oeuvres is first. But then appetizer. Yeah. Why do you say that so confidently? Well, <laughs> an appetizer I know what that before means. the rest what? of it. I was just but, like, but yeah, hors d'oeuvre. Appetizer. Before but appetizer. hors d'oeuvre and appetizers, I had always are, equated as the no, same thing. No, very no. different. Hors d'oeuvres, I guess, hors are the things they walk around with. Yeah, you, haven't, you haven't Tiny sat bites. down yet. Okay, okay, okay. Hors d'oeuvres. So that means that a six-course bill this wedding is they were walking around with trays. And one of them were those little coconut shrimp things, oh, and like I was that. taking I was taking handfuls off these trays and eating them. That's the right style. Nothing That's what they want. Was you to as do. good. That's what they want. They had toothpicks, and yeah. I was stabbing other. I was stabbing them with one toothpick to stack them on one. That's how you do that. Okay, hors d'oeuvre, then appetizer, then mm. salad. Yes. Now we may we may we may bypass the Let's salad. I don't, I don't Wait, really no, like I've the got salad. a perfect salad. Uh, you feel right, good right, about we'll your let salad you on the salad round. Then main course. The, I would like to replace salad with first main course because, you know, who wants a salad when you go out to eat? <laughs> then dessert. So those are our options as we work through. Is there is there uh, a, this includes soup or salad cuz I got one for that. Is there a If we go soup salad that's in there. Soup or salad. Before dessert. I think it should be a palate cleanse. Okay cuz um, I, I think that's important. We could also I'm sure we're going to have different kinds of uh, beverages that are on the uh, mm. available yeah. for this and so there are beverages that pair well with different things. Then there is also uh, your aperitif, the thing you drink at the beginning of the meal. Mm -hmm. Then your your digestive 
which is what you drink at you the end. You just learned these fancy words earlier today, didn't you? That is not true. <laughs> is digestive the palate cleanse before the dessert? It's the ender. You digest with it. Often oh. a port wine. Uh, or or uh, like port a brandy. Wine. Or something you got to like watch that. out for the port wines. Okay. Um, so mm. that's, that, there's our categories. Um, let's begin with the hors d'oeuvres. Um, now, here's, here's one of the things that this episode is going to be, um, we're going to have to work through is, nowhere in there did I list bread. Well, that could be an hors d'oeuvre. That's an hors d'oeuvre. Okay, so here's, here's why this is an issue. I went to a fancy restaurant in, uh, or two weeks ago, and at the fancy restaurant, and it bothered me, and I've got a friend that will mock me for this, he says that I judge restaurants based on whatever the price is and then what I think it's worth based on that price. And so if they charge me $40 for the steak, my response is it better be way better than Outback. That's, he says, you do that. And I go, absolutely I do. Because Outback's good. Outback is and I can go to Outback really for like good, $24. Yeah. So that's 100% accurate. Onion. At this particular place, and this bothered me, um, we were looking at the menu. We'd sat down. Everything was expensive. And one of the things on the menu was bread service. Uh, oh, bread service. Yeah. Now, a, 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 a real yeah. restaurant is going to, if I'm going to drop like over $100, over $200, I better get bread for free. The only, well, what do you I had to pay money. $9 for did bread you, service. Did you pay unquote. for it? The only yes, the, was it I good? did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I paid yeah. for the bread. Was it good? It was awesome, actually. See, they had this, they had yeah. Here's the defense butter. of that move that I actually like is they're not because the places that are giving out free bread, they're hiding that price and the price of all the other stuff on the menu. Yeah, everything else was expensive. So they're being upfront about like this is how much a bread costs, and some people might not want bread. Tad loves honest people. I like the honesty he of that move. Honest people on a menu. So what about at a Mexican restaurant? Also, they charge you for chips and salsa. It's tucked into the prices of everything because some of that stuff should not cost what it does. That's my least favorite move. Mm. If I go to a Mexican Least restaurant, favorite. I want chips and salsa. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to think I'm paying for it, but you are paying for that. Well, let's talk. Let's first start with our bread service or right. our hors d'oeuvres. Bread service um, hors d'oeuvres. I, I I think in hors d'oeuvres, I've got a a, a good starter Kick for us. us. Off. Um, it, it would be actually a bread. It would be an unleavened bread that you might find mm. from Exodus. But like most hors d'oeuvres, it's not just a piece of bread that comes out. It's got a piece of brie or some nice thing on top. So this would be a fruit reduction made from the fruit of the tree that. of knowledge of good and evil. So it's the unleavened <laughs> bread with a fruit reduction of the tree of knowledge of good and evil see, on top of see, it. I have the tree of life as my, uh, as my palate cleanser. <laughs> We're going to both channel either of those. You could have both on there and you don't know until you start looking around so after you, you've you eaten channel it. One of those, like, Wait, I'm, you channeled a really edgy restaurant where everything's black and white. Everything's kind yeah. of in some, in sort of like a black light kind of situation. I'm picturing something. Because well, you went with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the evil tree, the bad tree. It just w is what tempted them to be so appealing. So, so whatever this is, it is, is well, a decadent kind of a fruit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's got to be on top of the unleavened bread. The unleavened bread from Passover. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ted, you got a suggestion for our, our, our bread service for nine dollars yeah. for a nine dollar bread service. <laughs> uh, we, we've we've mentioned it in another episode, but the manna. The, oh yeah, the manna is a great one. I'm just I want to know what it tastes like. That's my dessert. It seems like it's light. Maybe you're going with the, oh, you're, you're assuming it's sweet. I've got he's, a couple of dessert he's options. Assuming it's a crisp. Assuming wafer. it's sweet. Uh, my, in my mind, it's a cracker. Yeah, and it's a it's it's a 
It's coming out pre-stuff. It's probably got some... It's, it's like a charcuterie board. I, I actually... <laughs> it's like a charcuterie I board. I actually think the that Israelites be... <laughs> woke up every morning and the desert floor was a charcuterie there board. There were olives and... and yeah. Take was, your uh, pick. Prosciutto. Some prosciutto. All sorts of jams some, some and quail, <laughs> Some quail meat that's been... So when you see the, the word manna, which in Hebrew means, what is it? You interpret... All of that flaky little cracker charcuterie board. Probably. No, you said board, not cracker board. Well, yeah. Here's the deal. I, I'm I, exagger- I, in an exaggerated, silly version of that I miracle actually, that kept them alive for think decades. It, <laughs> I actually think it would go really well if it is a cracker with another hors d'oeuvre, which could be something called Diablo pork. And it's just it's it's the demon pigs from Mark Five that have been main. cooked on That's a spit. A main, main. No, 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 no. You, just wanted, you just want a little uh, well, piece of it. Is, if you're going to channel a charcuterie board, That's prosciutto true. is coming out of <laughs> okay. that. Okay. But yeah. these are drowned, waterlogged yeah. prosciutto. They don't it's, taste very good. Uh, it's prosciutto pork. is getting like a European Italian, not some Middle Eastern pig <laughs> being, being drowned to death. So maybe it's a sacrificial lamb or something. Okay. That's, okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, my here's my bread options, and on this episode we're going to be a little different. We're going to all just sort of throw it throw in what we think could be, and then we'll, we'll leave it to the audience. Maybe at the end we'll come together and say what might be the best thing mm-hmm. together. But we don't, we don't have our, we're not going to kind of uh, jockey for position on these or present three options. I'm going to go, here are the bread options that I, I thought through. Um, the first thing you have is you have uh, in chapter 17 of 1 Kings, Elijah has done this amazing uh, showdown with the prophets of Baal, and then he is kind of gets scared and he runs. Mm. And then a raven brings him miracle bread. That's one option for bread, but I I think that's my least favorite. Then you've got the bread of Passover, but broken at the Last Supper, Mm -hmm. the Last Supper bread, but not just that. Here's another option. There are two occasions in our Gospels where Jesus miraculously makes bread appear, Uh, and it seems as if he is breaking bread from uh, a supernatural from, kind from of ether. source. Yeah. So uh, my question is, what in the world did that bread taste like that is somehow being made by Jesus? Mm. On the spot. On the spot. Then the last bread would be this. Um, there's a kind of bread. This would be, This is. This, it's worth at least discussing. Maybe I don't want it. I could see a restaurant trying to pull this off, however, and it making this feel very uh, organic. Ezekiel, in chapter four of Ezekiel, yeah. he lies on his side and we're told he begins to eat bread, but it's bread that he has cooked over the fire of human feces. And so this human feces bread, I could imagine like a a restaurant in like Portland or like uh, what's left of downtown San Francisco being like, oh, we're just so earthy and organic. We've got this poop bread. There's nothing else here for us except this human, uh, this carbon poop bread that we've got. There is an Ezekiel bread product. There, there is Ezekiel bread. Yeah, I grew up it, on it. Actually it's actually a pretty bad good. name. Now it's that pretty we think good because it. it has like seeds and grains Lots in it. Of seeds. Yeah, yeah. I don't no know feces. if it was cooked over. <laughs> no feces. It was a really interesting. If it's brand. really Ezekiel bread, you need to check your sources on that. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So our that, hors d'oeuvres, our bread service. That's just the precursor to people, you know, eating the placenta after birth or something. You that's, are right that's on where that. That trend and that, came from. That trend. That trend kind of scares me a little you bit. Can, you can capsulize it. <laughs> I, I do like that you bring I up I don't know Jesus how capsulizing <laughs> it makes it better. I'm not saying I'm doing it or, <laughs> okay. it, or into it. Uh, I do like that you brought up Jesus multiplying the bread and the fish. Mm-hmm. It, it, that 
That bread, I would just, like to know. But the only problem is I picture that more as a buffet-style restaurant, not as a fancy <laughs> five-course thing, where it's just I feel, overflowing. No, I mean, hey, you are walking around in a buffet. I guess that's true. With hors d'oeuvres. That's it, an hors d'oeuvre Or hors d'oeuvre, yeah, yeah. it works. That's, that's exactly right. All right, our second is our appetizer. Um, and appetizers come in many shapes and sizes. Um, so, uh, Tad, what did you channel on this one? What would you have as your appetizer? For this appetizer, it's um, it, it's a kind of a fish type dish they're, they're like little fish chunks uh but it's the charcoal cooked fish from the end of john where they catch this that miraculous catch at the end and he cooks it over a charcoal fire on the on the thing so it kind of it's got like that smoky flavor yeah it's that's like, nice a little like a charcoal a little fish it's still kind of light it's still light i don't want it as a main appetizer it's okay. still a light kind of meat it's a it's, it's a fish i've got something light because it's papyrus uh and in ezekiel 3 there's actually a moment at the beginning <laughs> Ezekiel's there, on fire in this book? episode <laughs> Where uh, it says, then he said to me, son of man, eat this scroll that I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it. I ate it. And he it ate it, didn't he? He ate it. And it tasted as sweet as honey in his mouth. So I think the scroll that is eaten in Ezekiel 3 might be a sweet honey appetizer that's worth a try. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go sweet. Manna, I'm going to go that. sweet. Uh, by the way, also the author of Revelation has to eat a scroll. Right. It says the same thing. So we have two, two scrolls. scrolls that are being consumed yeah. somehow, and they're somehow sweet, but then they, but you got to miss, they make their stomach bitter. Right, but it's perfect for the appetizer because it's actually the menu of the main but course, but you don't, but but you then don't it's want your stomach to start turning just, after you eat the scroll. That's why I think that this is a good answer for the dessert round because it looks like a Swiss roll. That could be it. That could be Ooh. it. And it turns your stomach afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, why did I eat that? I shouldn't have eaten that. All right, here's my, this is going to be my, <laughs> I should have uh, known. My appetizer. I think it'd be, this would be a great way to kind of sweeten the palate before you get to stew salad, you know, soup salad mm-hmm. course. We know what he's choosing yeah, for his. Yeah, we're all going to pick that stew. Stew, well, there's multiple stews. Um, in the book Song of Solomon, you have reference to, um, and it's a it's poetic language, and uh, it's talking about love and what and what love entails and all that. But one of the things the man says in that poem is he he refers to a cluster of fruit, and he says, "I will take hold of it. It is so desirable." And he, t- <laughs> he talks about eating it. And so this Song of Solomon picture, I think this cluster of fruit, it looks it just seems like it's this kind of thing I that can't. would work. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So we have some great hors d'oeuvre and appetizer, or maybe you should say appetizer (laughs) options. We then go into the soup and salad section. Ted, there are numbers of options for you to go with. Yeah, for the soup round, I'm going to go with... It's fruit. Fruit round? You're still trying to defend that answer. For the soup and salad round, I'm going soup, and it's Esau stew. And uh, Genesis, Esau, he uh, is so hungry, but he apparently is also a great cook, and he gives uh, his birthright for a bowl. Or no. It's Jacob's Jacob stew. Made Jacob's, the soup. I mean, Jacob's soup. I'm Esau sorry. eats it, so it could be Esau's stew, the one he eats. Esau, yeah. Esau's stew, and then he gets it. Jacob's the good cook, though, and he makes this fabulous stew, and uh, it's so good that Esau's willing to sell his birthright for it. He's also very hungry at the time, but I just imagine it's, it's got to be good. It's, it's, it's literally worth your birthright. Do you have a different soup? I've got a couple different options for our soup salad. Uh, there's that one. That's, that's one that I had. There's also 
So Gideon, we've had Gideon on here before with his yeah. wet fleece finish. Yeah. Um, so well, Gideon's that's the name of the, <laughs> the horse that he would race. Gideon's horse is his wet fleece finish. But we've also got uh, Gideon. If you were race horsing. Gideon. Gideon. <laughs> Gideon, um, Gideon, that's that's actually his second big we might say moment of doubt. So Gideon, the story takes place in Judges 6 and 7 and 8. Gideon, the first time he's told that he has a, that God comes and says, I have a, a mission for you, and he sends an angel. It's one of those really strange stories where Yahweh sends the angel, but then you're not quite sure who's talking to Gideon. Yep. Well, the first thing Gideon says is, okay, well, uh, let me prepare for you a meal. I'll prepare a stew for you. And then he prepares the stew. He lays it on uh, what seems like a rock or an altar of some kind, and then fire comes down and consumes the stew. So the reason I like that stew is Yahweh found it desirable, or the angel of Yahweh at least. There's also the stew, whatever the meal is that Abraham serves, his three friends that show up before the Sodom and Gomorrah story in Mm -hmm. Genesis 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Another confusing one, because what shows up is three figures. We know two of them to be angels because they leave. The one figure that remains, Abraham talks to, but he talks to as if it's Yahweh speaking to him. It's really complex in that passage. But they show up and he feeds them and they seem really delighted by the food. Um, And so he prepares a little stew or something for them. So there's a couple little options here that can fit our soup salad menu here. That that sounds nice. What do you have? Well, I'll go the salad route and, and I think it would just be the vegetables that Daniel is eating. At the beginning of Daniel. Because he They're, seems in great shape afterwards. He, he, uh, it, <laughs> they, really it's doing something salad. miraculous to him because he's keeping up with the guys who are eating the beef. Miracle salad, it must be. Because so, otherwise he's famished yeah, afterwards. What, whatever miracle salad it is that so Daniel's super eating. Greens, yeah, like there's it's probably kale. kale. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gotta be. Do so, we do we need a are you do you have more of the Daniel? No, 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 no. You I, just really want that you want those vegetables. I was gonna say what comes after salad. What comes after salad? The main dish. The main dish is next. And the question yeah. is, do you need a palate cleanser? Well, this is where I have the manna. I think the manna shows the up here. palate cleanser. And, and they present it to you, and it's that, you know when you go to fancy restaurants, they give you this, like, the palate cleanser is always something that isn't really food. It basically looks like the yeah. communion crackers. Yeah, the last, the, this fancy wedding I'm take. talking about, it was served in a spoon. So yeah. that was like, they gave you a spoonful of one thing. So it was mm-hmm. like, I guess I'll eat that. So I would take a tiny well-prepared little piece of manna, and then you eat it and go, wow, what is this? Right. I go, well, well, it's funny you ask. This is manna. And then I could know what it tasted like, but I don't want to, you go- you know don't want to gorge is. on that. No, but I do think before you start the main course, you'd need a drink of water, and of course we would want a drink of water from the rock which provided water for the Israelites. Gideon's well, yeah. perhaps. Or, yeah, Gideon's they're, well. They're getting after that. Uh, uh, or maybe honey from the rock. <laughs> Honey from the rock. Uh, from Psalm 81 or, or 80, whichever it is. <laughs> okay. We're now to the mains. Okay. And this is a tough one. Because I, I, you could go fish. Like I actually had Jesus's John 21 fish that he prepared as one of my mains. Main. But then I had several other options. So um, I'll throw mine out there now. Um, here's my kind of my main options. Um, I, it doesn't, this, my first one I don't love because I don't know exactly what it is. I want to know what Esther's servant or banquet. Because Esther's serving mm-hmm. something at the banquet, and everybody's showing up to this party. Like, all the leaders are there. But the two that, that I think we can know, one is, in the book of Leviticus, when the, so this is Leviticus chapters 1 to 7, when the priests are given their instructions for what they do with sacrifices, there's one kind of sacrifice. It's called the Thanksgiving or praise sacrifice. Basically, it's usually a goat or a lamb or a bull. 
there's no there's no like option for those that that can bring grain or something. It's only an animal of some kind. The the animal sacrificed, and then they are to com- they're to consume what was sacrificed essentially with the gathered assembly that's there. It's essentially one it's barbecue. gigantic barbecue. Um, was, this so, is one of my answers also. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, like, the, hey. the reason that they did that was it's public. You don't yeah. praise privately. You praise publicly. And so if I bring a lamb and it's sacrificed, then I serve all the people that are there. And I go, don't we, don't we know how great Yahweh is? Which is what a barbecue does. You kind of come together and celebrate. That was one of yours? This is yeah. one of mine. And, okay. and, and, and the rationale is it's basically you open up a joint. It's called Levi's Barbecue. Because these guys Ooh, are good. That's They've good. Been, that's not bad. They're roasting this for like years. It's an annual celebration or like repeated. So these guys are getting pretty they good. Got it yeah. down. If, if yeah. these priests have to eat this thing, they know what they're doing. They got. They're making it good. That's really good. So they get I salt that, from yeah. lots of wife. From lots so of wife. My salt. other yeah. this infinite source of salt. Yeah. My yeah. other my other potential main would be the uh, the quail in the wilderness yeah. that, that come uh, and that that's the meat option for them at, while they're living in the desert. I have my my top answer for this, but I want to hear Caleb's well, first. Well, I, I was going to do some type of, again, maybe it's an act in Exodus, but a, a sacrificial lamb that you get a little piece of it. There's some mint that you can add to it. But like most fancy restaurants, plating's just as important as the actual food is. And so you have this Which piece. Which I hate. You have. <laughs> I want food. When I pay lots Give of money, I want lots of food. golden corral, not Ruth's Chris. <laughs> but... You, so you have this plated lamb. It's got, you know, mint on the side, maybe some of uh, Lot's wife salt uh, on top of it. <laughs> but sprinkled in a, in a in a really artistic way around it is actually the pieces of grain that Jesus and his disciples were walking through the field. Plucking the heads of plucking grain. Plucking the heads of so grain. So you've really a conglomerate here of everything in the Bible the whole to plate. get here. Uh, it's but the main course. But the main course yeah. has a yeah. da- it's a yeah. dazzling yes. display Every of the whole Bible on your main. Okay, yeah. okay. So it's the lamb. I I think I got the topper. Okay. All right. Here's there's the topper. Uh, one of the most famous verses in, or chapters in the Bible is Luke chapter 15, and it's a story. Jesus tells three parables about three things that are lost, and the last one is about two sons, uh, the older and the younger. The younger runs away, mm. squanders the wealth. And then he comes back and he says, oh, this is going to be terrible. My father's going to hate me. I was so rude to him. Then the father runs after him and he brings him in and he says, throw the party, put the best robe on him, get the ring. Then he says, and prepare the fattened calf. That's a good answer. For him. It's probably the Fattened veal. It's probably the heifer that plowed the field. (laughs) It's exactly the heifer that plowed the field. And the older brother doesn't experience it. He won't go in because he's so mad, which is really Jesus' point, is he's telling the parable about the little brother. But every time, and this is so bad about me, every time I read that, I pause at numerous places. Don't get me wrong. The wonder of God, the nature of God's uh, uh, running towards the, the broken things you in the world. You pause at the older brother I not eating. pause at the fat calf, and I always go, man, you do that right. Oh. You should feed that or like reverse sear that <laughs> just right. If you could get the Ruth's Chris butter plate oh, yeah. on a fattened calf ribeye, I mean, that's a main. It's and unbelievable. I'm full. It's not so. I don't. You. You don't. Have, doesn't matter how you plate it. It's just uh, good. Well, what's <laughs> what's the drink then that goes along with uh, the main I got, course? I got a couple options. Okay, one drinks. of them has to be. St- we've all got the same. Jesus's wine. Jesus's the, wine. The wedding cane. Okay, yes. that's that's. I think that's a top answer. It's it goes with the fattened calf. Yes, that's the with And with our main course today, we will have this yeah. Jesus wine that he wine turned by yeah, Jesus. That would be amazing. It's from the year thirty A.D. It's been aging for 2,000 years, but this is the occasion to open it. 
Okay, we uh, all have that one. Yeah, what else though? So another one would be the uh, so uh, oh shoot, where is it? The the sweet water in the in the desert that the oh yeah after the throwing the log after in. yeah so he throws in a log of wood. First the water's bitter. They complain. He calls it yeah. Mara. God tells him throw in the piece of the wood and it becomes sweet. It's like a bubbly. It's a sweet tea, baby. Oh, it is. It's sweet tea. It's, it's like a carbonated. Tea. It's a carbonated bubbly. It's mildly sweet. <laughs> you kind of wish you weren't drinking I'm it. I'm picturing it as a rosé, <laughs> but you're calling it sweet, it's sweet tea. tea. You really At turned that sweet. <laughs> okay, uh, it's a sweet tea. Um, now we come to the dessert. Yes. Um, and and there, I think there are lots of options. Tad in a previous podcast actually talked I, about I, the date cakes. Uh, I'll read it. I've got it here. It's okay. Samuel six nineteen. Second uh, Samuel six nineteen. They bring in the ark. Uh, to the city, David throws a party. They're dancing in the streets. He's a little undignified, and then he's a, he handed out to each member of the entire assembly of Israel, both men and women, a portion of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake. And all the people went home. So this is the this is the pies you mentioned earlier. There's enough for everybody to go home with one. There's pies everywhere. <laughs> I, I I think you just described my the title of my autobiography. There's pies, There's everywhere. pies everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I uh, I think for dessert, at least at a fancier restaurant, you're getting something that's sweet, but it's not over. It's not over the top. You know, you're not getting chocolate cake. You're not getting something that you would maybe eat normally. I hope you don't steal mine, but and keep so, going. And, well, so I just think it's important <laughs> that you would find something from the land that is flowing with milk and honey. That you would have this almost trace leches type <laughs> oh, of, man. of cake that would be made with that milk and that honey yeah. to sweeten it. It's not over the top sweet, but it's perfect after the main course Is in it, the palate cleanse. What if it's though also got some a side dish of honey from the lion carcass? Yes. No, that's mine. Yes. Yes. Cuz mine is what you want is. Let me state it. It's only because you plowed with his <laughs> what you want. You did not learn my riddle. I learned your riddle. I knew I should have talked to Sarah about my answer. Yes, my name. Um, so <laughs> it's like a rumple moment. Here's <laughs> mine. Mine is the lion carcass. Somehow these bees have made their honey hive in a carcass of a lion. So what you get to do is, you know how fancy restaurants do it. What you really want at a nice, fancy five-course meal, you want the chef to walk out and go, and for our dessert, to mm. uh, for our dessert tonight, we will be having organic bees that uh, have the hint of exotic... Rotted lion. <laughs> lion ribs. Oh, yes. Aged lion but, ribs. Let's be honest, though. There is a market for that. Yeah. People oh, be like, is. oh, dead carcass lions? Dehydrated oh, in the summer heat and it's, scorched by the sun It's itself. so rare. You can't even get in that place. This honey has a hint of smoke <laughs> and meat. We all know the kind of food that we eat. If you told, if you said right now, let's go get some Taco Bell, be like, yes, yes. please. Now that's a five-course meal. Cinestics. Um, so anything that stands out, uh, I think we could work our way through all of this. But as you listen to this, we would love to hear you put together your five-course meal from the options that we have uh, provided here. I think many of these things uh, would make a very, very uh, significant, fine occasion that you could plate very nicely and serve to your guests in a way uh, that would be impressive, that'd be sophisticated. And I think we've given very sophisticated options mm -hmm. here. Especially um, the fruit reduction. The fruit I reduction think that's true. Was, the yeah. poop bread. Dead lion carcass. It's really honey. been top notch <laughs> kind, <laughs> kind of work by this team, as usual. And so send us your feedback. What would your uh, what would your five courses be? And as always, thank you for listening to the Low Room Discourse. 
We hope that was fun and interesting and not blasphemous. If it was all of those things, then share it with a friend and follow us on Instagram at the Lower Room Discourse. See you next time. <laughs>